0: The other week to get the results, some tests, and on that very same day, she um, uh, said to the doctor, I, I don't feel at all well, I can't stop coughing. He had a look, and it's kind of the onset of um, what do you call it? Pneumonia. So she's on antibiotics, and uh, I can't tell you which one she's on because I can't remember, can't spell it, can't read it, something very complicated. But she's a little bit better today. Uh, I'm the worst cook in the world I want you to know I do not not cook like I don't do gardening I just can't do it and so I came up with this thing with Sue Sue you need to go straight to bed and my advice to you is don't eat for four days (laughs) you can have water but you just sleep away my love what she doesn't know is when I got engaged to her When I got, do we do engaged anymore these days? (laughs) When I got engaged to her, I saved up money, an amount of money, which to me was a huge amount of money, to go and take her to Leeds. Anybody been to Leeds in Yorkshire? Bless you, I knew there was something special about you guys. (laughs) Went to Leeds to get her a ring. And what a favorite stone is opals. She likes opals. Sue likes opals. And she likes fiery opals. And every time she looks in my eyes, she says, opals. (laughs) No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. (laughs) And so I thought, I know a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to buy her an opal necklace. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is me, Yorkshireman. (laughs) An opal necklace now. Thinking I, Uh, just a sign of all the years we've been together, 50 years or something. She'll know exactly. I really haven't got a clue. But I said, I haven't told her. She did not know about this. So I thought now, where can I get the cheapest Opal from? (laughs) I know. How about China? So I went on to China to the embassy. No, no, I didn't. I went to China on the internet and found out where I can get her an opal for less than 10 (laughs) pounds. She she don't know, she don't know. So, and I discovered for about two pound 50, I can get one, a bit more than that, but not over 10 pounds, if I remember right. Anyway, this opal is a fiery one. We all know it's glass, don't we? So it's not an opal, is it? But she won't know. She won't know. And and it'll come. It's going to arrive, I think, either today or tomorrow. I don't think it'll arrive today, but it'll arrive tomorrow. And I've got a little ceremony where I'll pick up the package and I'll take it to her. And in front of her, I will deconstruct the package. And when I show what's inside there should be absolutely thrilled and delighted because there is an opal. This is how much I love you. Next Sunday morning, we're going to have an unpacking of the glorious packaging that surround Jesus Christ and celebrate everything he's doing here amongst us. In it all, I hate that word AGM because the centre of it all is the golden jewel, Jesus. That's who we celebrate and give thanks. So come next week and let's give thanks together when we have our unpacking of what God's doing in this church amongst us. When I was coming over the Somerset levels, they're flooded. And I just got to thinking about prayer. You know, you amble through things. Incidentally, I've not started my sermon yet. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking about prayer. And I've seen all people on the sidewalk, on the pavement, walking to to go around more War Memorial for this special gathering. And I'm thinking, it's amazing that this very day there are millions doing this, just millions. All around that one theme, lest we forget. And it's central, and it mustn't be interfered with, tampered with. It's the focus, lest we forget. And I thought, that is exactly what happens when we pray. When we pray, when Jesus said, God said, Oh, I'd love to gather you together. Only you would. I'm like a mother hen gathering her chicks. Please come in. Please come together. When we pray together, that's exactly what we do. We all gather around Jesus. He says, this house is a house of prayer. This is a house of gathering. This is a house of calling us in. Come to me, come to me, come to me. This next year, we're going to be talking prayer. This next year, we're going to be doing prayer. This next year, nothing else matters except the centrality of Jesus Christ. It's going to be great. We're going to be praying together, expectantly, and in relationship, and in love, and in harmony, and in the warmth of embrace. We're going to talk to God. We're going to talk to Jesus, and he's going to talk back to us. Now, I was in Somerton a number of weeks ago. I I was in Somerton a couple of weeks ago, and I ordered me coffee with Sue, because sometimes we go to Somerton for a coffee. I'm sat there in the coffee bar, and I'm talking away, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, where's my coffee? And I'm noticing that other people that came in after I came in are getting served and I'm not. So that makes me feel as if I'm totally forgotten, I'm excluded, I'm not important. They haven't recognized me, but I placed my order. I want two lattes and I want a slice of that coffee cake. I place my order. Before lots of these people, why hasn't it come yet? So the little thing going through my head is, shall I get up and complain? What shall I do? I know I'll send Sue. She's good at this. When eventually, I thought, I've got to take this into my own hands. So I went to the counter and said, I ordered coffee. About 20 minutes ago, it's not been. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We have just been so busy. Uh, what was it you ordered? Right. Oh, we'll be there. And within seconds, it was there. But I've forgotten. I go to the doctor's. It's the same thing. This never happens when I go to the dentist, incidentally. But when I go to the doctor's, I can see people coming into the doctors. I'm waiting there. They're coming in after me, and they're going to see the doctor before me. I what, what, what have I come for? You know, I, I've got my place. Will somebody call me name? I want, I want, I'm not to be ignored. Forgotten. When I was in college, I discovered a guy called Stoddart Kennedy. And he was in the war and he wrote this poem let me read it to you it's about Yeoval. when jesus came to golgotha they hung him on a tree they drove great nails through hands and feet and they made a calvary Ah, they crowned him with a crown of thorns Red were those wounds and deep. But those were crude, cruel days and human flesh was cheap. When Jesus came to Yeovil, they simply passed him by. They never hurt a hair of him. They only let him die. For men had grown more tender and they wouldn't give him pain. They only passed down the street, and they left him in the rain. Still, Jesus cried, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And still it rained, the winter rain, that drenched him through and through. The crowds went home, and they left the streets without a soul to see and Jesus crouched against the wall and cried for Calvary the meaning behind the poem we wouldn't crucify Jesus again would we? no we just ignore him we live in a society that just ignores him and still he is crying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. We ask ourselves, how in the world can we forget when we owe him, our Lord and our Savior and our King, so much. Psalm 103, it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. How can we live a life? All of us are forgetting his benefits, and the Bible says, "Don't forget his benefits." Praise the Lord, and don't forget his benefits. It's reckoned that we, as a human race, Forget nine things every single day. We're good at forgetting things. It's what we do naturally. We forget where we've placed our keys. We forget where we've placed our glasses. My wife has four sets of glasses and can't find any of them when she needs them. They're scattered everywhere. The one thing that gets lost is the remote control for the television. Where is the remote? Can't find it. Don't know. You had it last. No, I had it last. No. Don't know where it is. What about the mobile phones? If you lose the mobile phone, if you forget where you've placed it, it's a catastrophe. It's like something's been amputated from you. You can't live without it. What happens when we lose our hearing aids? It's a disaster. Still looking for mine. No idea. I thought I found one this morning and said it belonged to somebody else. <laughs> I remember getting a phone call, and my daughter rang me and she said, Dad, come quickly, come quickly. We have just uh, arrived at a swimming pool and got the family in the car, got all the family out, and the baby sat in the back and have just closed the doors and forgot to take the key out, and it's locked. can you come? And it's a hot summer's day and the windows are up because she forgot to take the keys out. It's common to us, forgetfulness. I got in the car and screamed there headlong because I know how to break into cars. It's a past life. (laughs) What I did. Remember the parable of the lost coin? Do you remember the parable of the lost son? Do you remember the parable of the lost sheep? The word lost for everyone is used time and again. Lost coin. What happened in the lost coin? The person that lost the coin searched and searched and searched and searched until she had found the coin. It was all she had. The lost coin, it was so special that she didn't ignore it. She applied her energy and she had a strategy to search the whole house. Till she found that coin. That's what we do. It can't rest when we lose our keys or our phone or whatever it is. We search the house till we find it. What about the lost sheep? Jesus said, 99 in the fold, there's one missing. They are lost. So the parable goes on. They went out. The the shepherd went out onto the hills and into the scary places till they found the one, the lost sheep, and brought the lost sheep back rejoicing. The lady, when she found the coin, she called the neighbors in and they rejoiced with her. They had found them the lost son the prodigal son the bible turns him as a lost son the father says why don't you celebrate let's have a big party because the one who was lost has come home my son who was lost has come home we all get lost from time to time it happens to you it happens to me it certainly happens out there in the world we lose things but sometimes we lose something more important there is a three year rule that when we come to faith or we get baptized in the Holy Spirit or we have a renewal experience, it lasts for about three years. Then something happens. It begins to fade. And as it begins to fade, we begin to take on other priorities in life and other things begin to fill the space. And it's not long before we forget. We forget. And somewhere along the way, we have misplaced or we've forgotten that sense of hope that used to vibrate in our life, that sense of peace that we experienced and stayed with us, that overpowering joy that God gave us. A wonderful love that he baptised us in when all those things were vibrant vibrant. our purpose trust calling all living within us and so regnant and on poppy day like today like today lest we Forget. There's a hymn we used to sing. It's an old-fashioned hymn. Listen to it. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow lead me to Calvary lest i forget Gethsemane lest i forget thine agony lest i forget thy love for me oh Jesus lead me to Calvary my name's Claude i was called Claude by my family Because my uncle died in the Second World War as a pilot he was shot. And I was called Claude so that the family wouldn't forget. My father's brother, youngest brother, Claude, who was a pilot. As a memory of him, I was named. And all my life, I've acted as a memory to this guy called Claude, apparently pretty much like him. I got a ton of photos of the family, of all our children growing up, being born, getting jobs, finding girlfriends, boyfriends, family photographs, all in the albums, got album after album after album. Do you know why we do that? Just so every now and again, Sue and I can sit and open the album and go through it from the beginning, lest we forget a friend of mine who was a pastor same age we were in college together a couple of years ago i said john why didn't you learn to ride a motorbike says i he said i'd love to i said i know just how you're gonna do it i've got a friend who's a trainer he'll take you out on his little motorbikes and he'll train you i'd love to do that says he I said, right, travel down, be in Western Supermare at a certain time, we'll do this lesson, I'll book it in for you. So I did. I dropped him off, his little motorbike was there, his little 125, and I drove away. I said, I'll come back in a couple of hours and I'll join you. About two hours later, I got a phone call from the trainer. He said, you better get over to Western Supermare fast, where are you? I said, I'm at home in Cheddar. He says, please come. He says, your friend... Is doing wheelies on the motorbike. And he's never ridden before. He said, he can't remember who he is. He can't remember what he's doing here. He doesn't even know why he's on a motorbike. He said, all I can think is to get him off that motorbike, and I'll put him in the van, and I'll wait for you to come. I zoomed over there fast. There was my friend. There was my friend, intellectual guy, Top of the tree, great preacher, great teacher, known throughout this nation and other parts of the world. Here's this guy, a dithering wreck. As he opened the door and he looks at me, he looked, oh, Claude, he said, why am I here? I said, John, you learned to ride a motorbike. Why am I doing that? He said, what do you mean motorbike? I haven't been on a motorbike I don't know how to ride, no, John. And then I get with him, he said, what am I doing in Western Supermare? are riding a motorbike. And when I talked to them, he didn't know what he did for a living. He didn't know he was a minister. He didn't know he was a leader. He couldn't remember that he was married. He couldn't remember his wife's name. The only person he knew was me in that moment and so we whacked him into hospital and there he stayed for over a week. He got something called trans global amnesia. Something like that, am I right? Yeah. That's how it goes? That's how it goes. And that's happened time and time to him because of stress. And he has no memory of it happening. A wondrous Christians challenge are we suffering from trans global amnesia do you know that when we come to communion every week or every time we get here there's a reason for it lest we forget if we gather like this once a year on poppy day it's regular every year lest we Forget. We forget so much. And even in the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks to that wonderful church in Ephesus, the jewel of a church. And he says to John, write this down. This letter goes to the church in Ephesus. I know your works. I know how you work, I know how faithful you are, I know how you've judged prophets that have came, come in and turned out to be false. You are brilliant, you've done a great job. You're such a great bunch of people. Except I got this one thing against you. You've forgotten your first love. You forgot your first love. On television the other day, I was watching a guy, must have been about 35, 6 years of age, just come out of prison. And he'd grown up in a normal family, and he got addicted to gambling, kept it very quiet. But he began to borrow from his family, and then he began to steal from his family. And his mom and his dad and his brothers and his wider family to the tune of £100,000. And he couldn't stop gambling. And even though he was a son and brother in a family, his gambling addiction was more important. And he said, I've been sent to prison. I deserve to go. I need to pay back every penny that I owe them. I just forgot my place. We can be married on paper, but our heart be somewhere else. Our children can be our children on paper, but they can be doing something else than the family. We can be Christians by a hand raised, a form filled in, a decision made, and once we were thrilled with it, where are we now oh Jesus says all you need to do is return to your first love I will gather you together like a chicken gathers together her chicks please come back to me and I got to thinking How does this happen the science of forgetting as a christian number one when you delight in someone else more than you delight in the lord beware when your soul has stopped longing for rich times of fellowship and prayer and worship beware, because it used to. When leisure or daily life, and the things that engage your time, no longer reflect your Christian walk, stop and think. When you easily give way to interruptions, and temptations where before you would never dream of doing that. It. It's time to come back. When you're not willing anymore to offer our sacrifice of finances to God's work in the way that we once did and rejoiced in doing so. Beware. I want you to know this church. Do you know the church in this country financially is in crisis since COVID? What's happened to us? When we are building our own barns, rather than the household of faith, we never used to do that. When we seek and strive for applause and approval and position. When really all we need is our affirmation from God. That's where it used to be. When we become complacent with regard to self-examination. The gateway communion. Pastoral accountability that we once welcomed We're in trouble. What does the Bible say? Turn around from it. Just repent and turn around and renew. Go back to first love. That we can do in a moment of time in Jeremiah. Times of Jeremiah. What had happened to the nation of Israel? What had happened to the Jewish people? They'd gone into idolatry. They forgot who God was in their life. Their lives no longer served him. They were marching their own way. And they had this form of religion. But they denied the power behind it. They denied God. For some reason, because the Babylonian Empire was on their doorstep, for some strange reason, they believed that still God would deliver them. Even though they were into witchcraft, They were into false idolatry, doing the very things that God told them not to do. They stepped right back into their secularism. They were no longer the chosen people and be the people of God. But still they expected him to work for them and on their behalf. And he cries, have you forgotten me And would you still not return to me, says God? The Babylonians are coming. They're going to take you over. They're going to wipe you out. When are you going to turn to me again? Because you've forgotten me, it says in Ezekiel, you will now bear its consequences. Oh, God. Is the church in this nation bearing the consequences of us simply forgetting who he is? Because we have forgotten our first love, me. This is the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. Listen to me. And he's still saying it because forgetfulness leads to lukewarmness, half-heartedness, and deception. Beware, every one of us. Me in my marriage, me with my friends, me as a pastor. I haven't got an extra chromosome. I don't think, I shouldn't think that it'll pass me by. It will not. We all need a renewal. We all need to come back to first love. In Isaiah 49, I want to tell you that you may forget, I may forget, but God does not forget. And he doesn't forget you or me. We may forget him. He will never, ever cannot forget you. Can a mother forget her child? The Bible says, then I can't forget you. And I can remember having our children and the baby with, with Sue in hospital, you, you know, just nursing the baby. And every muffle through the night, you get up, you can hear the muffle beyond anything else. You can't forget your child. You just can't ignore your child. And God is saying, Because you're my children, I cannot forget you. My eye is always on you. And what we are doing now. The way the church is, my eye is still on you. I'm not ignoring you, but I'm pleading with you. Please come back to your first love. Come back to the parent of your heart and your soul. It's time to come back. Matthew 28 I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. I will walk with you through the darkest valleys for you, with you, and because of you. I am your God. I will do that for you. Psalm 27. Even if a parent would forsake their child, God says, I will never forsake you. And we go through seasons of sickness, sadness, grief, loneliness, like anybody else, heartache, oppression. I will not leave you even in the darkest times. I am always with you. One thing more, do you know that every prayer that you have prayed Every prayer that you have prayed historically and forgotten about now, do you know that those prayers live on now? Do you know that God hears every single word? Do you know that in the book of Revelation, when this world has come to an end and we're all in glory and books and seals are opened, your prayers will be revealed? It says that in Revelation your prayers will not be forgotten. Why are your prayers living in heaven, even when this world's come to an end? Why? Why? Because Holy Spirit-inspired prayers have no timeline. They never finish. They never stop. And you will be rewarded for them. And God will bring to fruition the prayers is laid upon your heart. Why? Because it's gone to your first love. You pray to your first love. All my longings, it says in Psalms, all my sighings lie open before you, O God. They're not hidden, and you will answer, Lord, my God. My God, he will answer. We're living in the answers of Jesus Christ. And one other thing in closing. There is something I discover that God forgets, even though he can't forget. There is something he's forgotten. Do you know what it is? All my sins. All my sins he has forgotten. What are you talking about, Claude? You never did it. Before you came to me, it is gone. They have been cancelled out, blotted out. As far as the east is from the west, Never to be remembered again. Hallelujah. God has got a forgettery that's directed against you and me. So this morning, you are free people. You're not bound by your past. You're not bound by your forgetfulness. But today, it's time to return to your first love. This is not the day for forgetting. This is the day for remembering. Remembering. We remember God, our Saviour. Let's stand together, shall we? Father, in your glorious name, we stand before you as your children, your family. And I know, Lord, that we signed the declaration, the bit of paper, we came to you that day, But that doesn't make us who we are. What makes us who we are is who you are now amongst us. And I pray that the anointing and the blessing of the Holy Spirit on this Remembrance Day will bring to your mind and to my mind all the glories of God and the fullness of Him. And the love that you once felt, the joy you once felt, the peace that you once felt, the sense of surety that you once felt, come again by the power of God to every one of us, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget your love for me lead me to Calvary. Come on, Lord. Take us together in this last song of worship. Let's worship the living God, shall we? Clean up